My friends, welcome. The effects of cutting off a third of the world's grains from the Black Sea region are already being felt around the world. We knew this was going to happen quickly at this point, but already there are animal feed producers in South Korea who are declaring force majeure. In other words, we know we had sold you this food for your animals, but we can't give it to you now, even though you're depending on it, uh, because we can't get the corn that we had bought from Ukraine and from that Black Sea region. So I want to talk a little bit about that and what it means, as well as explore the fact that yesterday the EU agriculture ministers convened an emergency crisis meeting to talk about the fact that the war in Ukraine, quote, could disrupt food production in Europe, not just raw material or fertilizer prices. In fact, France already wants to activate the EU's food crisis mechanism. So I'm going to talk about that and what it means. There's a mechanism that they have put into place after their farm-to-fork agenda, which I covered back in 2020. I described that as a total takeover of food, where they set aside a lot of land and said, you have to keep this fallow. You can't farm all of your land anymore. And uh, you know this report, you can still find icehfarmer.com farm to fork. But uh, we'll talk about the contingency plan, and it really doesn't give you any details. I've actually written to the committee and asked them for concrete steps. Is this food rationing? Is it price controls? Is it uh, relaxing some of those restrictions on how much land they're not allowed to farm, Uh, which is what some of the Uh, major ag companies and commodities companies in the EU are advocating for. You can see here, the European Union should let farmers cultivate their fallow land so that we don't, in order to replace millions of tons of Ukrainian wheat that we're now not getting, according to agricultural group in vivo. So let's talk about this because things are moving very quickly now, and I expect that to continue and frankly to accelerate uh, in the days ahead. I'm Christian, and this is the Ice Age Farmer broadcast, and the food crisis is here now. From agrisensus.com, feed producers based in South Korea could be forced into declaring force majeure on some of their contracts in the coming weeks as the loss of corn exports from the Ukrainian ports leaves a hard-to-fill gap in prompt supply. Prompt supply meaning what we need right now just to continue operating. Ukrainian ports stopped their operations and prices jumped after this invasion, with some data suggesting that about 300,000 metric tons of corn bound for South Korea was trapped. It's not getting where it was supposed to go. The problem lies in this prompt arriving corn, where the loss of pre-booked black sea supply is it's, it will be hard to replace on short notice. Indeed, where you, Where am I supposed to get 300,000 metric tons of corn within the next few weeks? You just can't do that. These things are all booked far in advance. The South Korean feed makers will probably face a supply issue by April. For the time being, they need to buy as much as they can frantically to replace the supply for April and May and then think, what next? There are many supply problems in South Korea. Also, some suppliers, and this is why you know it says up here, May, declare force majeure, but here's why I say it's already happened. Some suppliers have already declared force majeure now. Feed makers have big problems with supply chains now. You don't say, you can't take away the a third of the world's grain supplies and then expect things to continue operating as normal. You know, normally you could talk about sanctions in the past, you would maybe do some things, uh, make, make, uh, make it more difficult for a nation to conduct warfare. You wouldn't cut off food and medicine and starve the people. This is this is not normal. Okay, I hope everyone realizes that what we're seeing is not just some Putin's a bad guy and I support. No, I think everybody here. This is the smartest audience on YouTube. I know you understand this. These are not normal steps that that are being taken right now. This is warfare. 
by the technocrats against everyone on this planet, against humanity itself. They are burning down the system so that from that chaos can arise their new order, the phoenix rising from the ashes. Uh, this is an article translated from German. That's why it's going to pop up German if I make the mistake of hovering here. Uh, the war in Ukraine, this is from agrahoite.com. Uh, the war in Ukraine could disrupt food production in Europe, not just raw material or fertilizer prices. France wants to activate the EU crisis mechanism. Quote, the invasion of Ukraine carries the risk of disrupting global markets for agricultural products. Right, that's what I've been saying over and over for the last week, trying to drive home that this is a food crisis that's being ginned up here and accelerated. Energy and the production of goods such as fertilizers are also affected. World market prices have already risen sharply since the beginning of this war. France, as the current presidency of this agricultural council, is proposing to activate the European Food Security Crisis Preparedness and Response Mechanism. There is a food crisis. Among their uh, proposals is... We want to expand market surveillance to a maximum. We want to know exactly what's going on. Specifically, special attention must be paid to the supply of animal feed for livestock farmers and pig farmers in particular, right? That's what we just heard is already hitting the fan in South Korea. We needed that corn to make animal feed to feed our animals, which in turn feeds our people. And if we don't get this corn, if we don't have these grains to feed the animals, then they die. And if we don't have the meat to feed our people, you know... Let's leave it there. German farmers as well say, quote, The German Farmers Association fears turbulence on the agricultural markets, to say the least, as a result of the war. Nitrogen fertilizer is already exorbitantly expensive and scarce. Right? It's pricey if you can get it. Uh, and this situation could now even uh, get worse according to the German Farmers Association. The Ministry of Agriculture explained that it cannot be ruled out that a possible interruption to exports from the region could cause further uncertainties and further price fluctuations. Uh, this has already been a problem because of the price of natural gas going through the roof, which is why they started shutting down their fertilizer uh, plants over the last six months now. That's why fertilizer is scarce. That and the fact that China stopped exporting over a year ago now, and now Russia, of course, is not going to export not that the EU would want it. They'd probably virtue signal and throw it down the drain with the vodka. All right, so what does it mean when the EU's Agricultural Commission says we have, are going to pull the trigger on our crisis plans? Bottom line, I don't know. I'm not sure that they know. When you look, and I have, deeply into the European Commission's food, contingency, food uh, crisis contingency plans, all you get is a bunch of boilerplate about how COVID and climate change mean that we need to convene experts and stakeholders and talk about how we can better improve our food security, but there's no actual concrete plans. You can see here, the commission will establish a European food security crisis preparedness and response mechanism, a group of food supply chain experts coordinated by the commission to exchange data and strengthen coordination. Here you can see, we learned some lessons from COVID-19. We need a bigger plan because of the growing impact of climate change. Yada, 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 we're going to converge. Uh, here is the fact sheet about how their contingency plan will be so helpful. Uh, we are going to set up a new response mechanism with a group of experts and member states and food supply actors that will monitor and look into digital tools to help speed up responses. So I guess that's all one can expect from an unelected group of bureaucrats is that we're going to talk more about the problem. We're going to have a meeting to talk about the meeting and maybe we'll have a meeting after that. There's no 
concrete uh, suggestions. The only concrete suggestions, and, and I did send in a FOIA request to some folks there and said, what, what's the plan? What do you, where's, the, where's the actual mechanism that you're trying to invoke here in the event of a food crisis, which is now on the horizon? Uh, the only concrete suggestions that I did find came here from the Financial Post, where uh, French agricultural group Invivo, which is now one of the largest agricultural supply companies in the EU, laid out a couple con uh, tangible steps. Uh, the EU should let farmers cultivate the fallow land and offer aid for rising fertilizer prices so that we can try and grow the wheat that we're now not going to buy from Ukraine. So the fallow land is, as I said briefly at the outset here, land that under the EU's farm-to-fork strategy, they set aside. They said, we're not going to grow food anymore on some of this land. This ties into the uh, UN biodiversity requirements and uh, moving people into the smart cities and all that stuff. But now they're backtracking and saying, well, crap, we don't, <laughs> we, we got to grow food here. So maybe, maybe we don't need to let all that land just sit there right now. Uh, from Financial Post, Russia's weak old invasion of Ukraine has sent European wheat prices to record highs. Traders face the prospect of disruption to supplies. Uh, cooperative group Invivo, who distributes farm supplies and fertilizers, became one of Europe's largest ag firms when it took over French rival Soufflé last year, and it has halted operations in Ukraine, like almost every other commodities trader and company out there. We're asking for the production potential of the EU to be unleashed. Please stop letting the land sit there. And here's that appeal. We need to waive our set-aside rules under the EU's CAP, the Common Agricultural Policy, which would allow us to cultivate 10 to 15% more wheat next season. We would also need to offer financial support to farmers because they can't afford. It's economically infeasible to farm at this point with fertilizer prices and in other inputs. Um, if, if you can get them, they're tremendously expensive. So apparently the EU is discussing, or rather... Um, in vivo is suggesting that the EU should compensate farmers for those ridiculous costs just so that we, we can continue to grow wheat somewhere in the world now that we're stopping all of Ukraine and Russia from producing it. Quote, the EU needs to go back on its farm-to-fork proposals whose environmental objectives producers born will reduce the EU crop output and raise food prices. All that in the name of global warming? Yeah, we, we, we can't just do that. It's not time to dilly-dally and stop growing food. Meanwhile, that, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. That's exactly what they've done. They've been paying farmers to retire. Here's one piece recently about the UK continuing to do exactly that. It's called lump sum payments where they target uh, older farmers and just give them a hundred thousand pounds. Please stop Stop growing food. We really don't want global warming anymore, and you're causing it with your cow farts. And it's not just the EU. Other countries are also trying to frantically secure what food they can. We saw uh, Moldova just instituted a new ban on the export of wheat and sugar because they don't have enough to continue exporting. So we're going to see more of these export bans uh, in, the, in the future. And this is exactly the script that was laid out in John Podesta's uh, food chain reaction game. It's it's stunning. Just as the pandemic was exactly the same as event 201, so too are we now seeing rapidly rising food prices, nations closing their exports and acting in the, the you know pesky nationalists, and that's why we need global government and the carbon tax. All of the things that were described by that food chain reaction game 
are happening now. South Korea, by the way, was able to secure some wheat from India, who's stepping in to take over some of the demand that was previously going to Russia and Ukraine. We have demand for Indian wheat from March to April. Both old and new crop will be shipped out by exporters because Russia and Ukraine make up nearly 40% of global wheat exports. A lot of that, and we can see here, Korea is buying for animal feed. Countries in South Asia, West Asia, and even in the Philippines are buying Indian wheat for feed purposes, trying to keep those animals fed. I mean, it's very clear now why China was stocking all uh, everything they could away for the last few years because they knew this crisis was coming, this food uh, chain collapse. And here we are now. So we're going to leave it there. Uh, but I did want to just get some of this initial uh, uh, information out there as things are changing so quickly that the EU is actively talking about pulling the trigger on a food crisis mechanism. Uh, and, and already we're seeing declarations of force majeure in food production, animal feed and food production. Thanks for watching, folks. We need to be growing food. By the way, you know, I should always mention a bunch of comments on my last video. Yeah, you're just, now you're just doom porn and you're not even trying to help people. Look, this whole channel for years has been about personal food sovereignty. Just look, just look at the channel. Uh, but also specifically check out the interview I just did with David the Good, which is all about how to quickly stand up a survival garden to be able to feed your family in the midst of a food crisis. Uh, the conversations I've done with Marjorie Wildcraft about uh, how to feed your family even from a small amount of space in your backyard. You can find those conversations at iceagefarmer.com slash DTG or iceagefarmer.com slash Marjorie. And of course, I've got links below to everything I've showed you today and to those two talks specifically about how to get ready for what's here now. You can find this report on iceagefarmer.com and all my reports. If you value this broadcast, if you appreciate this information, I need your help to keep this broadcast going. So please check out iceagefarmer.com support for a few different ways that you can do that. And I very genuinely appreciate it. Thanks for watching, folks. Let's grow abundant food, raise awesome animals, and have a good time doing it. Be well.